Welcome to the Life on Time Become Inspired podcast with Dr. Alistair Bailey, Jeremy Bielas and John Ford. Hello and welcome to our Life on Time podcast. Uh, it's our Become Inspired series. Uh, we're actually on episode 10 now. Uh, it seems like it's been a fairly long journey. We're, we're, te- we're the te- 10th episode in and it, I can't quite believe we're here already. We have our usual team. We have Jeremy Bielas and Alistair Bailey, Dr. Alistair Bailey. How are we guys? Good. I'm having a better week this week. Good. Why are you having a better Actually, week? Talk, talk us through. Well, last week my daughter was getting up between two, two in the morning and then finally going back to sleep about five o'clock. So... Uh, and my wife's um, seven months pregnant, so <laughs> just starts to eat. It's just people. Out, there's people out there going, "God, he's got it tough." Yeah, yeah tough <laughs> life in it. You know, first of all, problems. Um, but it just you know, lack of sleep, basically. Um, and actually managed to get a good sort of six or seven hours last night. So it's amazing, isn't amazing, it? Amazing, amazing what a difference it makes. Yeah. We should do a podcast on sleep, really. Oh, we did one, didn't I'll we? Probably, we did I'll, I'll probably be left tomorrow. You forgot it. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeremy? And, uh, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Yeah, all good. So, um, yeah, I've, I'm very lucky that I get good sleep. Always. My, my two are absolutely crazy when they're awake, but thank goodness they fall asleep very quickly when they get put to bed. So, yeah, I'm all good. I'm actually back at school this week. Um, so year 10s and 12s are back in for a bit this week which is going to be I'm quite excited I'm not feeling anxious about it I'm actually I'm looking forward to it but it is going to be very odd so that's yeah. the big news the big news this week the but big, only, big news. Only, a th- only a third of them are allowed in yeah how so do you, you what are your thoughts on that because I'm, I'm getting my, my kids have gone back but obviously there was a lot of hoo-ha about the kids going back and it being too early and now there's I've got so many friends whose kids aren't can't go back and they're livid that they can't go back because they've got to do, you know, they're not going to be back to school till September. What's your thoughts on it? Do you think schools should have been able to cater for more people? <laughs> Thing is, every school's different. Every school's got a different size, classrooms, outdoor space, you know, and so on and so forth. So for, for it to be a third of a year, well, some some schools have 250 students in a year my school has 80 so you know we're getting 20 to 30 students coming back in but it's a big state school it's totally different so yeah I just think again I don't you know I don't want to get into it too much but yeah I think it's tricky it's tricky it's been tricky for primary schools to cater for students going back in for space and social distancing and and to be honest I don't think they they can't keep the social distancing with younger kids it's impossible no chance it is impossible I you know my my Son's school is doing a great job, but they can't keep them away from each other. It's it's almost impossible. So it's very, very difficult. I think that the students are definitely super keen to get back in and see their friends. And that's really what we're doing at my school. It's just uh, we're, we're going to be putting sessions on and lessons, but it's really a chance to start socialising again before they break mm. summer so they see each other. Yeah, I think the uh, thing is with this, everybody's on sits on different... Uh, has different perspectives because they're all in different scenarios, aren't they? So 
some people don't want their kids to go back some people do i think um, it's difficult john and- um, for people because they see in the media and elsewhere you know and on social media people that are basically taking the mick out of the rules now all getting together you know do it almost a free-for-all not quite but it's looking that way people are meeting up in big groups and all sorts and so then, of course, parents are going to say, well, if this is happening and there's, you know, protests and all these people in big spaces going on, why can't kids go back to school? So, um, yeah. I, I, you know, it's difficult to say. I think it's it's frustrating. And I think a lot of people feel like it's time for more students to go back in. Yeah, I think I think it's just you're trying to I can understand why people why they can't let people in. But hope, if the metre distance comes in rather than the two metre distance, then hopefully they might. I mean, some mums and I spoke speaking to some friends yesterday, and even if they went in for two weeks at the end of term, you know, I think that would help some families just to get a two-week respite before the summer holiday. Um, moving on, so today's topic, uh, we're actually going to talk about uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, we feel like, as a company and as a brand, we need to communicate where we stand on it. Um, we understand and we are we've been i guess fairly concerned about what and how to communicate where we stand on it um it's obviously quite a difficult topic to discuss i personally really struggled with it uh last week so this we're recording this maybe a week or so after but i really struggled at the time um and i reached out to a business consultant of mine um Dr. Wayne Wright, and he's actually, I did a, an hour, I've done half an hour podcast uh, call with him, which will be on after this or within this episode. Um, and yeah, I just needed to speak to somebody. He is a, a black man that lives close by to me. He's a good friend of mine. Um, and I've worked with him in different businesses. And it was just, I just really needed to try and sort of understand what was going on. And he's put a great video on LinkedIn. Um, to explain it but yeah just talking to him has really helped me and I think as a as a team here at Life on Time we are at the moment four uh four white guys privileged white guys and yeah we just are just we're going to have a quick chat about it and then we've got Dr Wayne Wright coming on um and I think the key message for us is just the playing to the right narrative and trying to promote the right narrative we haven't got any lessons today in this podcast of how people uh, and what people should be doing necessarily. I think Dr. Wayne Wright has got some uh, some things that actually people can do. Um, but yeah, it's not, not really a, uh, a podcast for giving out tips, but it's just really for us to understand in our scenario, in our settings, um, what the Black Lives Matter movement means, um, how important it is, and probably actually how important it is to get the right that that message that they're portraying actually gets transferred and communicated in the right way. And people aren't people in similar situations, maybe to us, uh, don't take it the wrong way. And yeah, it's really interesting. So we hope you listen on, but guys, I mean, we've spoken about this personally, haven't we? How, how do you, how do you all feel about it? Well, um, for me, I work in a school where it's, it's got very clear values. Um, it's a Quaker school. One of the main values that's pushed is equality. And as a teacher, I have to teach my tutor group and not just my tutor group, but students at the school about equality. Um, I think you're right, John. I think it's difficult. You know, we're difficult for us to empathise and, and qualify things because we are 
we're yeah sort of late thirties, white, middle class, you know, privileged. So it's very difficult to empathise with with what's going on out there. Um, what it's made me think about is the system and how subconsciously we've obviously been brought up in a in a, in a system filled with bias, um, and that's bias with gender, with race. You know, actually, interestingly, I've got a seven and eight year old son that I've talked about in previous episodes. They, there, there is gender bias in there already. So just them saying things like. Um, men are stronger than women, um, you know, comments like that, or, or men are better than women, or just silly throwaway comments. I've had to really mm. think carefully about how I educate my children on the term equality, what it means. And, and yeah, I had a really interesting conversation with them, a, a really good one where we sat down. And normally it's, you know, they're going mad and I'm breaking them up and trying to sort them out. But actually, we sat down calmly and I, they were asking me about the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And it, it, it was, it was a really, good interesting and difficult conversation to try and get across them you know the the value of equality and i think that's that's super important and you know before i pass on to dr bear i think for me i heard spike lee interviewed and it was really interesting hearing him interviewed obviously very controversial outspoken uh and he said that in the, the states and and the uk are built on very dubious grounds so the whole of the united states is built on mass genocide of the indigenous population and then slave trade brought over and that's continued on through and in england we we're built on the british empire um us going into other countries and claiming them for ourselves so i think you know culturally we've got to look at that and think you know we've just accepted it haven't we and maybe i mean i don't know if it's different for you guys but it, it kind of when i was growing up it never got overtly kind of educated about uh, kind of British Empire, colonialism, slavery, racism. And, I, and I, that's, that's not kind of a removing responsibility. That's just a, I'm sort of, sort of reflecting back now thinking, wow, that's quite, quite a big topic to kind of miss out on relative to the Battle of Hastings. Yeah. Uh, and the sort of significance of that. Um, and I felt almost uh like paranoid to talk about it because it feels so ignorant um and so sort of concerned that might end up inadvertently kind of offending people through my my kind of ignorance not being necessarily being able to explain it whether that's on sort of social media or you know sort of stuff like this um but i kind of end up clamming up um and i think i'd, I'd probably uh, really misunderstood the movement and thought of it more in terms of like overt discrimination um, and you know having tried to learn more recently um, and it, you know it makes me sad to think that it's taken this to make me learn more um, but I guess I'm sort of trying um, thinking more about the sort of systems that are that are inherently discriminating and racist that uh, I hope uh, we, not necessarily just us, us three, us four, can do something about, but at least contribute to challenging. Yeah, and I think that's, um, I think that's the key thing, and, and I think that's what, um, what we have to focus on is, I think going back to maybe previous podcasts, we can only do what is what we what we're in control of so we can focus on this we can focus on our own behavior 
and we can try and promote that within our own groups but we obviously mm. can't change the world but um but what we can yeah, do what we can do interestingly because obviously we're, we're one of our main aims is obviously working with schools uh, yeah. and therefore with students and teachers is you know help help potentially with that that message of equality um somehow you know that's something that we can help potentially pr- yeah. back up isn't it um and again yeah it- and, and maybe and maybe you know the life on time principles are quite specific um and they're based around well-being and student well-being but i guess we potentially might need to add equality in there because it is obviously such a fundamental uh fundamental quality that i think individuals should be brought up with um moving on i guess i guess we kind of take for granted because we think we're treating people in an equal way but maybe we need to think about how we do things a bit differently and uh i suppose gather views from people who might have better experience of it than us yeah yeah it's quite hard to when you're you know sitting in a little bubble to understand kind of really what's going on it is nuts guys isn't it and you know it's 2020 and and it's really important that this is happening, but it's it's so sad, isn't it, that this is that this is still something that we're addressing right now in 2020 with all, everything else that you know. One of acceptance and equality is so key, not just mm. race, like we said, but across gender, sexuality, so, so many different areas. And yeah, yeah and, I, and I think that's the key message as well. I think this is brought up not only, I mean, it's Black Lives Matter, and that's a huge, huge area, but the. It's also for everything, just generally, general equality across. And if you think there's systems for, um, there are systems in place that support, almost support racism. There's there's systems that support um, all the other types of discrimination, isn't there? Which I think we all generally, the people in power need to look at. And I think if the only responsibility that I think I can take is I've got, you know, this business uh, involved in this business and another business, obviously I can... I can support my, the the views of of equality in those organisations. And you, like Jez, as a teacher, I guess you can try and portray that down the chains of people that you know. We're all parents, aren't we, as well? And that's something, yeah. parents as well with our kids. You know, we've all got young young kids and I think that's super important. That's, that's actually one of my goals. You know, I'm using the goal-setting platform that we've set up with my tutor group still and, and that's one of my goals is to educate mm. my sons on that term equality and, and that's a difficult goal but I'm going to do my best yeah okay great guys um, going to cut in now to our my interview with uh, Dr Wayne Wright this was recorded fairly near the time um, and I think feelings were pretty tense at the time so yeah um, we'll cut into him now but thanks guys and I'll speak to you next week see ya cheers guys cheers bye Hello and welcome to Dr. Wayne Wright. Uh, he is a friend of mine. He is a consultant, a uh, business consultant. He's helped me in business for a long, long while. Um, and he is the first man that I have turned to in this current um, Black Lives movement uh, that is going on. And as a white person with a lot of white friends and in an area of Kent where, um, yeah, I, there is not many uh, black and Asian people who I mix with. Um, I've found it all very, very confusing. Um, 
and I really turn I've turned to Wayne um, to just try and get an understanding really um, of the situation. I do understand some parts of it, but I also just want to um, I wanted to find out and then hopefully be able to portray a narrative and a story of actually what is happening and help not only my friends but my colleagues understand better. Um, and I think. Uh, Wayne is a really, really good person to do that. He's got a great video on LinkedIn, which we'll share um, on our pages on our website, um, which also gives a real good insight into the reasons behind the, the situation that we have right at this moment in time. So over to you, Wayne. Um, I don't know if you just want to just hey, give, us a bit of a, give us a bit of a background and a brief on, on you and what you do. Oh, okay. Um well, first of all, I'm a Brit. <laughs> so I, was I was born here. I was born in London, in fact. And uh, uh, um, and uh, my, my parents are, are, are all over the place. So, so my dad was Jamaican and my mum was Cuban. So I've got quite a nice mixed heritage. Um, and they came over in the 50s, part of the sort of the wooden rush generation. Um, but I was born in, in the uh, early 60s. And, uh, and, and as a result, you know, grew up in, in London and experiencing all the culture that was, um, was, was probably not that. Um, and, and as a result, um, I went to a, a local grammar school. I was one of only a few black kids who were able to get there, but uh, um, I was able to get there, which was great. And, uh, and from there, went to university, to Brunel, and then did, did a degree and, and a PhD there. I'm, I'm a scientist by training. So what was that? Like, remind me of your, because you are a doctor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a polymer scientist, which means I, I delve in plastics and please do not shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> they do good, plastics do good. And I think the narrative of that is another story. I can, I can do another <laughs> podcast with you on that. Totally, totally maligned um, um, science and, and subject. And, uh, um, but the, the bottom line is that, yeah, I'm a polymer scientist, so I got involved in creating some, some unique products within um, adhesions uh, through, uh, through to building products, through to product types, you know, that we use then day and day. So, and leading research teams. And, you know, you find when you move into um, that sort of field, being, you know, again, uh, being black guy you know you do tend to stand out because you're probably the only scientist in, in one of you know 200 300 people so um or in a corporate organization of twenty thousand, you know you may be you know a handful of people who are in those senior positions so so as a result you know i'm just moving across into corporate groups um and uh and then obviously that's the over the last 20 years i've been involved and also invested in a number of businesses so i've got a couple of medical um Healthcare businesses um, based here in the US, um, which I'm obviously invested in, and 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 a little bit of my time is helping companies to grow. So, but with good people like yourself, John, and, and others, really to help them to to grow the business and to and to provide a sustainable business, and to potentially also more importantly to look at the exit option as well um, to help people to realise you know all the hard work that they've, they've carried out. Um, I live in Kent. Just like you, John. Um, I'm in a small little village um, where not a lot of us are around, and uh, <laughs> probably one of the smallest villages in Kent. Um, but uh, uh, love, three lovely adult kids now. Um, that they, they will grow up in the, the region, 
Um, went to schools here, grammar schools here, which universities here and in abroad as well. And uh, and and I work in you know in the city, uh, London, um, and uh, Anne Marie, the youngest, is in in um, London and Paris as well. So um, yeah, so two boys and a girl. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're 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 all good. My lovely wife Joanne, um, she supports me in some of the businesses as well. Um, but at the same time, she uh, she just loves learning and, and tutoring um, kids as well. So she does a lot of tutoring for science and maths. Oh wow! Uh, okay. And yeah, yeah, and doing like a lot of online stuff as well. So hopefully that's not too much of your time. No, but no, 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 that's, no, that's, that's, that's perfect. Of... I mean, I just think it gives a good flavour of you know who you are and um, your background. And I think it's just really interesting with what's going on with the Black Lives uh, Matter protests and the movement um i just think it's you know you're you're a really good person and it's it's not obviously just because you're black that i wanted to talk to you about it it's because i feel that you know you you um you understand and and also you can i think you're in an area where i think you said in your video you know lots of the majority because of where we live you most of your friends are white aren't they so you're yeah um, yeah. I think your phone's been inundated with phone calls like mine, sort of just really with us trying to understand because I do understand. I think I understand it a lot more because I think we, we've spoken before this podcast and you really helped me understand. Um, and I'll be honest, I was, you know, I was frustrated because, you know, we've all been in lockdown for 12 weeks. Um, the frustration of seeing people out, you know, out not obeying a two metre rule, that was sort of my main frustration. And I couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't. I could. I can. I understand there is racism out there, but I couldn't understand how that was okay. And I think what mm-hmm. you have explained to me, and what I now understand, is you know there is so much more, and it's like a subconscious racism and underlying, I guess, white white ignorance of actually what is what is still out there today. Um, and yeah, I just feel like I wanted I think- to touch on that and and just really find out what can we do as you know people in kent maybe the southeast that are in areas where they don't necessarily see racism on a you know even on a weekly basis or a monthly basis they don't they just don't see it what is that is there and how can we talk about it without offending and i think that's you know a really key thing Uh, absolutely and uh, and i think you know in my video you know i took a little time you know when events happened i wasn't one of the first to jump on the bandwagon and do my little, little slots and those who know me know that that is not me generally in terms of jumping on those political bandwagons um, at times. Um, this is more than politics. This is about decency as a human being. And, uh, and and I felt, you know, it was an opportunity just to share with, with good people like yourself, you know, um, that you are just as much part of the solution um, but not to be seen as part of the problem, you know, in the sense of uh, the, 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 you know, there are bias and prejudice that we all have against anybody. It's just the way it is. You know, we're, we're wired that way. And a lot of it is um, through our experiences and what we may see, what we've been fed by the media a lot of times, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, we have some biases which are learned. And, and, and I think what I was trying to convey in in in, in the, my 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 video, my short video, was 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 not only that this is real, but to try and help my good friends who are, let's say, majority are, are white, 
to understand in my shoes what that feels like. Yeah. And yeah. and ultimately and, and ultimately what I you know, you asked the question, what can we do? I think the first thing is to listen. Um and and just like, you know, look at it from the perspective of uh, in your family, if somebody's hurting or have experienced something that you don't quite understand, you don't say, well, just go over it and move on. You know, you, you try and sit down and try and understand. And yes, it may be times where you don't fully understand, but at least you are there to put an arm around that person and say, look, you know, I don't quite understand, but I'm there for you and I'll, and I'll work with you until you come out the other side. And, and and this is an example of because we experience as a, you know, a, a, because of my color of skin, there's certain things that you do to ensure that you navigate yourself through systems and through people's prejudices and thinking of you. Uh, you know me, John, I'm a six foot one big guy, you know, and, and, and you know, if I come across immediately people can either either sense of you know being threatened or aggressive even though I may be wearing a suit and tie and you know my Italian suit or whatever it is you know it's just that's not that's not the the, the point I'm trying to make is that you know there is there is subconsciously people feel that you have a particular um, approach you may a particular way that, that they're uncomfortable with and therefore they don't want to associate with you for whatever reason. And so we, we, we are conscious of that. We're conscious of, you know, um, I mentioned in my video, sitting on a train and yeah, knowing I mean, this, that. This is, I mean, some examples. I mean, this is what the home with me is. Yeah. Obviously yes. you, you said something along the lines of on the way home on the train to BST train station or Maystone train station, you'll have a seat next to you and it'll be a full carriage and you'll be the last person. One of the last to be filled, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or the last to be filled. Is that still, and, happen- and, is that, and that still happens today? Yeah, of course. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, in the sense that you, you know, you don't, you're not against people, but you just realise that, you know, there are inbuilt things that people have in their hearts, you know, and that they subconsciously, you know, think twice. If that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Why, why yeah. Double, well, yeah, yeah, the people, mean, people double take stuff. So they double take. Oh, the see, see you. Okay, they double take, and then they don't. The, the, the decision's already made, but they don't. They don't. They don't um, assimilate what that um, that thought process has just done. It's, and, so, and I think this is the key thing that I've learned in just the few, last few days. Is it's the subconscious racism, and it's the it's not the white person trying to be racist. Or thinking that they're racist, it's just their actions, which they don't realise necessarily they're doing, is making a yeah. person yeah. of another skin colour feel uncomfortable. And I think that is the thing that I wasn't aware of. And I mean, I think that the thing that you said about your phone as well, just tell the story because I wasn't aware of this. I mean, this, people, <laughs> people, and I've told a few other people this, other, and that they were completely shocked and they weren't aware. But yeah, if you could tell well, us. That. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's obviously I'm, I'm laughing. It is funny, but it's, it's obviously incredibly no, no, sad. No. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, um, Apple and you can Google this anyway. But Apple obviously admitted that the, the development of face recognition um, software um, was was a bit subpar because they hadn't taken account of black faces um, effectively. So it's really difficult 
for the software to pick up black faces as part of the face recognition because the development hasn't been done with with that particular group in mind. And so you 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 again, I, I don't think the developers bless them <laughs> were, were racist in their, in, their, in, their, in their intentional racist in that respect, but they were just ignorant of the the impact that it was going to have on society. And uh, and 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 I think it's it's that awareness and empathy of whatever we do and how it impacts others, which is really important. So, you know, you've got a system where the police have removed, coming taking that, that, that example stage further, where the police have removed, um, and uh, you may have remember about six months ago, there was a big trial where in London they were using uh, face recognition software to try and uh, spot suspects. Um, and to try and pick people up a bit quicker, you know, in terms of you know um, known 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 people who are cracking into crime, and uh, but obviously again because of the nature of the software and the, and the technology, it wasn't picking up that group effectively. So again, the error rate on picking up black people effectively was something way above like thirty percent, forty percent. So you've got you you've got that sort of thing going on, but it's. It's the, 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 you know, it's simple things like, you know, somebody who has a, an unusual name, they put in their CVs. Now you don't have to put in your photo, but in the past, you, you, can put, you should, you know, people will tell you to put your photos on, onto CVs. But because they put the photos on CVs, then you know that it's going to go to another pile rather than the, the, the you know, let's have an interview pile, regardless of whether the person had the qualifications or not. It's 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 obviously in the judiciary system in terms of how people perceive black people and how you know how they they are. So you know, it, it, there's an element within the system as well that 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 we are aware of that we have to rise up and be different in the sense of how we conduct ourselves, how we develop a level of excellence um, way above what we should be because we want to ensure that the first few conversations that we have with somebody, that those prejudices uh, and narratives come into to, to, to question and that they, they people then start to see us for the abilities that we have and the value that we can bring to their, their, their lives which, which or organisation. Which, which isn't fair that you, ha- you have to do that because it should all be equal, shouldn't it? Absolutely. And I say that subconsciously, I'll give you a classic example. Um, and we're talking on the phone. Uh, most people, if they listen to me, would consider me, you know, a white person rather than a black person. Um, so I'm chatting to um, a BP executive. Uh, I, I, um, we've had several conversations. Uh, and then I um, meet with him at uh, the uh, central office in, in London. And I'm sitting in the foyer after just introducing myself to the receptionist. Uh, he comes, I know what he looks like, but obviously clearly he hasn't done his due diligence and identify what I look like. <laughs> so you can imagine he's asked, well, who, where's, where's Dr. Wayne Wright? So, and so, so um, the lady points, just points in the corner. And obviously in the corner in the, where people sit in, there's uh, four of us. You know where it's going. Uh-huh. All right. So I'm sitting down, and uh, and three of the other guys are white male, you know, in suits, just like me, or, uh, but not white, but uh, all suited and booted. They're all of us. So he goes up and he looks to the first person he's closest to, and says, uh, uh, 
Dr. Dr. Wright. And then he looks at the second person right next to them. And then he goes to the third person and you can see in his face the sort of dawning that, you know. <laughs> and then he turns to me. I said, uh, Dr. Wright? And I said, yeah, 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 I'm here. And obviously I can hear all this, you know, and obviously yeah, 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 yeah. they're shot. And, uh, you know, we greet and, and all the rest. But I, I, I'm just thinking it's amazing how, you know, he he hasn't he hasn't sort of considered me as someone who would be, you know, a professional and who would be educated. And that's and that's that's that that's the no, thing that's that again, we, that's it. It's that's an example yeah. that we take that subconscious element as well. So so the the, the point I'm trying to, to make in, in this Black Lives Matter um narrative is that, you know, forget all the backstory to everything. The key thing I wanted my colleagues and friends and business colleagues to understand is as a human being, how would you treat that person? And if that is the case, do you empathize with that? And do you then understand then from a Black's perspective, we think that could have been us. That could have been my kids. Uh, my my son, Micah, wanted to play um, basketball. I mean, the guy's a lawyer and he's now training for accountancy, so he's not stupid, but he wanted to do basketball. He just loved basketball. And uh, we wanted to get him to a scholarship in America. So imagine if we got him into America. That Those things could have been him. And so, you know, we, we take it personally because ultimately we realize that these examples are not in mainstream news. These examples are ones that we've lived with. These are examples that my dad has to live with when, you know, somebody defaced the front of my house continuously with his dog. And my dad looked one morning and, and, and saw this person coming and letting his dog defecate on our step. And obviously my dad was trying to make sure that cleared up because he knew that we would have stepped as young kids, we would have stepped into all that stuff. So bless him, he got to, he found out who it was one morning after just waking up about sort of five o'clock in the morning and seeing this guy come along, normal, do the stuff, and then, then quietly just come out the door and watch where he was down the street. And uh, he took a shovel with some of the mess went down the street, knocked on the guy's door and says, and the guy answered the door, he said, I believe this is yours and threw it in front of the front uh, the, the, the front um, porch. That's that's the sort of thing where, you know, we 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 feel this stuff and, and I appreciate my my friends and my colleagues will never experience that. And that's what I want everybody to do, to empathize that those things do happen, those things do go on. And, and therefore, when things like this come out and the feeling is so high and the anger is so high, it's not because it's just another you know, protest movement. It's because, you know, we, we, we want to be treated as people, as human beings, as you have treated me. We want, we, I, I want that for my other brothers and sisters. I want others to experience the kindness that I've had from you and others and all the rest. You know, uh, they, people want that. 
they, you know, they want that 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 ability to be called equal. Yeah, and and I think I think it has to be drilled down this much into because I think for me before even just the last few days, racism was when somebody shouted a a derogatory word to somebody on a football pitch or mm. somebody somebody on a train said something. That's how to me that's what racism was. Where actually it's so much more intricate and uh, complicated and um, yeah, subconscious because, you know, I potentially could have shown some, some, some subconscious racism on a train without even knowing it, I guess, where, you know, I don't think I would have done, but I'm now thinking actually, because it's subconscious and, and the problem, I guess, and this is where it really gets difficult is that this is so far deep rooted into our society that people have been trained with these behaviors and yeah. I'm, you know i know a bit enough about psychology that you can't just it doesn't just change overnight um you have to consciously think about it um and you know people are going to have to and, I, and and that's why i think these type of conversations in um the black lives matter movement is 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 so important because obviously it's putting it in people's right in front of their minds and they are realizing it but i think what's really really key I mean, that's just really what what you've said is just you know I'm hope I'm hoping is helps people understand of what people are going through, but with the when people are seeing people in London um, maybe pulling down statues and things like that, I think this is where it's really important as well. The narrative that isn't the narrative that you're saying isn't about that. You're the narrative. Narrative is, gets lost. The narrative, the narrative gets, lost. gets lost and. I think what we want to make sure is that I want to make sure that my friends and the people around me don't see that and think that is the Black Lives Matter movement. That isn't, that is, I think, a very small, in my opinion, a small minority of people that necessarily aren't on, they're just taking taking advantage of, yeah. of, a, of a movement. And, and, think, and, and it doesn't mean that those those discussions shouldn't be had. I'm not saying that, yeah. but 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 that is not the time. And, and and therefore, you know, uh, those sort of things, you know, always, always dilute the message. And unfortunately, you know, you you want to, you, even as a black person, you want to distance yourself at times because, again, you know, it's it's, it's not talking about what well, the things that we're talking about, and it's and and more importantly, what I'm trying to do is to allow good people like yourself and others to have a voice in this narrative. We, I can't, I can't do this by myself. I need you. I need you to be able to talk to your lovely kids and to say that, you know, you're not going to be able to experience what these guys on the streets are experiencing. That's just, you know, you're living in Kent. You know, you're not going to be experiencing some of that stuff. No. However, it goes on. And when you do meet somebody, just understand and be, be compassionate with them and, and to, to, you know, and to cry with them if necessary. And to realize that, you know, some of the stuff is happening and you may not experience it. You may not understand totally, but like I said, just like anybody that you may have, any friends that you have who are going through different issues, you know, you will come alongside them. Consider us in the same vein. That's really, really, really good. Um, and I, you know, again, I, I feel like I, I understand the situation so much more and I, can, I feel like I can talk more freely because I think, something that we I was discussed with a with a colleague um was it's almost like 
we feel paralysed to talk about it because we're mm. so concerned mm. that we're going to come across racist or um, offensive. Uh, but we are so desperate to understand. Um, and I think yeah. once we understand, and, and the key thing is understanding. And and if we understand, then we can empathise. And, you know, I I fully empathise with it. So um, it's just it's just really helpful. I mean, just on a final point, really, um, for businesses, schools, institutions, the, the goal of the Black Lives Matter movement is is clear but it's quite a wide-ranging um mm. thing uh set of things that i think probably that they if there was a spokesperson there what would what would you say that we should be trying to do or as a as a as small as, as families i mean i think you've already hit some of these points but as families as businesses as schools as mm. people what what is it that we can do on a sort of a grassroots level moving up into sort of smaller businesses absolutely i think like i said i i i want to my my heart is to give everybody a voice in the whole narrative and that's 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 what that's where i'm that's that's my direction of travel you know it's been obviously clearly a bit mad over the last five days you know for obvious reasons you know on, on the, the videos that have been posted um so, but by myself so and, you know, I'm talking to businesses all the time in terms of that next step, you know, in terms of not being silent, because it is, you know, you can't, you can't be silent on this matter. You know, you've got to be able to communicate and be able to say stuff. So, so for businesses, I'm, I'm trying to help as best I can to help those leaders have a voice in relation to their organization to ensure that they distance themselves from these things, because by being silent, you're, implicated in relation to the whole narrative of condoning racism and uh and and i think that's a mistake uh you know so i'm trying to help those organizations to say oh okay what 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 can you do which is not a platitude thing or you know just uh you know you know oh, well we need to say something whatever we say it, you know you know whatever it is uh, no i what, what does that mean how how does the organization feel what 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 is it and invariably a lot of organisations um, do include some elements of minority uh, within uh, their organisation of some sort because we're not talking about... You see, diversity is a fact at the end of the day. Diversity in terms of, you know, they are white, black, disabled, uh, they are short, you know, bald, whatever it is. There are all different people makeups in, in companies. That diversity is not the issue. Sexual orientation, whatever it is. What the issue is about inclusion, and it's about being accepted. But more than that, it's the feeling that you belong in an organisation. And if you are in an organisation where your workers do not feel that they belong, they don't have a voice. They're, you know, uh, always given how can I put it the diktats from groups that don't represent them, or 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 people who don't understand them um it's 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 really really difficult so i would just say first of all listen listen to your people listen to what they have to say on the matter find out if they're hurting find out if like what i was experiencing that you know that pain of bringing back all that stuff you know what just 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 help them to understand and then to look at whether your values 
an ethos and ethics as a business encompasses those things. Are you providing fairness? Are you providing a trust environment? Are you providing an opportunity environment for those, whether you know they are different groups or whatever it is, to feel that they can achieve in your organisation? Because if there that isn't the case, then there is a problem, and there may be an systemic problem, which you have to address. So it's forcing goes, people. It almost goes wider. It almost goes wider, and it brings up opens up other things, doesn't it? Other than the Black Lives Matter is, you know, like you say, it's full inclusion for everybody. Um, yeah. And everybody feels needs to belong, and 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 listen to. So the listening part is super important because that allows the empathy. And once you create the empathy, you build the trust. And once you build the trust, you build the opportunity to be able to talk about things to say, okay. Are we providing the structures in our organisation that allows fairness, trust, and opportunity? And then to measure it, you know, and we, we're putting out some tools which helping people to, to do that on a regular basis because, you know, it may be that you may feel that way and feel strongly about that as, as the, the owner of the business or the, the leader of the business, but do your team do that? And sometimes people have to be dragged kicking and <laughs> screaming yeah. to change change the culture and the narrative of how they treat their, their staff and how they treat their people. So uh, unfortunately, it's going to be a bit of a like, you know, carrot and stick approach because they're going to be people that are in your organisation that have got away with it for so long and they need to be found out. They need to be, you know, they need to be told that the emperor got no clothes on. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, businesses and schools, I mean, the life on our life on time platform is is more for is focused towards schools and I guess schools probably have a similar sort of problem. Um, Massive. It was really it, it was interesting because uh, speaking to colleagues uh, Alistair and Jez yesterday, um, they we were actually going through the teachers and the school experiences that we had and university experiences, and between us we had there was one. There was one uh, black teacher uh, that we had between us in, in what, how many years of school and education is that? Now, okay, yeah. yes, we live in an area which, and I think they lived in, they, we all lived in a, an areas where the population, there wasn't, there wasn't um, a high percentage, but still, mm. um, and, he, and Alistair is a doctor, so he's been in, <laughs> studied at university. And so, yeah, there is a, there is definitely yeah. a systemic issue where, um, people aren't getting the opportunity, so but, or getting taught. Yeah. You know, race, racism yeah. is a taught thing. So you know, you 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 know, less unless you know the, the situation I mentioned with my 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 um, at the time seven year old kid. You know, being abused at school and by his uh, by his uh, another pupil. Um, that didn't come from the kid. He learnt it from his mum and dad. And uh, and and you know we had to 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 confront the school because they wanted us to move the, our child out of the school rather than to address the issue with the pupil and her and his parents. And it's only by you know, uh, you know obviously you know, that I'm, 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 I'm a I'm a business that, that is in Kent down the road from where I lived. So you know, the, the 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 issue is is that you know you've got 
head teachers who, you know, and I'm not saying all the head teachers, but you've got head teachers who are afraid of, of that confrontation element, you know, thinking it may undermine the school or wherever it is. But, you know, again, like I said, it's about speaking up for the unheard, speaking up for those who don't have the voice and, uh, uh, and and also the curriculum to reflect that, you know, and, and I think in your your case where you are in schools which are underrepresented by minorities, it's it's ensuring that the the curriculum allows that frank discussion to challenge the narratives that parents may give their kids, and that you know that that you know the stuff is not okay, you know that uh, it does happen. Um, and, uh, and and people need to to understand. This. Okay, and I'm, that's why I'm passionate that the young folk who do grow up uh, now thinking differently will hopefully carry this thing forward now um, to its uh, proper conclusion and eradicate it effectively. And because ultimately, you know, they're the ones who have grown up in an environment where they don't see that. As, as much they don't understand it but they do empathize a lot more and more better than probably us of, of our generation and it's just definitely, uh, definitely. I, I, yeah i think i think there's a like you say it, it isn't innately racism isn't innately there it's taught so i think um i think it's definitely i i mean what would you say would you say that in the last do would you say it's better now than it was 50 years ago, 20 years ago, or would you say it's only marginally got better every year? Because obviously the, the government have put in things like the Equality Act and all of those sort of yeah, things. Maybe. So have those things worked at all do you, in your in your mind? Or Le- you Legislation, like- legislation uh, uh, I always have this discussion with people, legislation has been there for donkey years. Um, yeah. But again, it's about people's hearts. And and, and 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 more importantly, like I said, the ability to be able to identify. Uh, and because our systems and structures have been, you know, rightly or wrongly, uh, you know, have been, uh, you know, created because of the slave trade, you know, um, and in America and obviously, you know, taken from Africa to the Caribbean, obviously back into the UK, you know, and all the rest. And and the laws have been created around those things, which you know you are you, you are initially um, you know uh, class of second class citizens, and and they was operate that. And I can remember very clearly, you know, before in the, in the early you know, young young kid in the late sixties, you know, you still have signs saying up, you know, no no um, no Irish, no blacks, and no dogs. I always used to laugh and say that you know um, that you know at least we're promoted above the dogs, you know. So, <laughs> so that's how you know. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm being facetious that I know, but but yeah. you know, you got those things around pubs and all the rest, and and so it's 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 systemic in terms of how the the systems have you know excluded us, and and um, and the Windrush generation, an example of, of of that you know forgetfulness that you know we are human beings and that we do have you know uh, of a life etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's 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 dismantling that those things which are going to take time um it's going to yeah. take time and uh, and i know that but i think hopefully there's from when you're but from when your dad's from it, when you're it's changed your it's changed father, a lot absolutely it's changed it, a lot it has it has it has changed yeah. but it's just I changed just, but it's there's, just there's, changed, there's but a, not enough not enough absolutely and there's not enough where you know you you um like i say you know the little things i've shared before the, the anecdotes i've shared 
you know, are still prevalent and still, you know, widespread in our society. Yeah. So, um, like I say, it, it will probably be generation in the sense of, you know, where we get to that, that situation. But I think the awareness, hopefully, God willing, will, will allow us to to reflect on it uh, and, and more in person check our hearts. You know, and hopefully I've helped to help people yeah, to definitely. do that, check their hearts and to be open and realize that, yes, you can talk about it and don't feel that you're going to be shut down. Social media is probably the worst medium to do that. Have have these sort of discussions one-to-one one with somebody you can talk to. I'm happy to take the call from any of your guys your colleagues if they want to chat about it because uh, you know you're not you're not going to get the you know well you're a racist you know by saying that you know we, we will talk about it and i'll try and understand wh- where you're coming from because you know like i said invariably some people have experiences whatever that have created that that narrative for them and uh, and, and i understand that but i think i want them to understand that doesn't matter who you are whatever color that you are you know, um, we 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 can you know work together, and uh, and a heart to support one another. Because because I think at the end of the day, it's about there's lots of people out there that aren't racist, but maybe have this subconscious that they, uh, racism, which they're sort of not necessarily aware of, but can change, and that can change. But there are people out there who are racist, mm. and I guess they're the sort of people that actually um, need to have a look at themselves and actually change the way they are and then if they're of a certain generation and they have kids change the ch- change the the way that they think and that, yeah we're not gonna me and you together aren't going to change be able yeah, sure. to change that that scenario but i think but i think you mentioned it one time be aimed at that's where it's got to be that's where it's got to be aimed at isn't it absolutely but it's it's, it's, it's it's like you mentioned in you know you said that you know without me being in in the room you know, if you have a group of your friends together and somebody says stuff, you're, you're, you're able to call it out so that's not okay. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's, and that's, and that's for me, when that happens, then the conversation's really moved on. Because I don't have to be there for you to, 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 to articulate that something is evil and it's wrong. Yeah. And, and, uh, Very good. And, and that's and that's and that's where hopefully I'm, 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 the narrative will go. Yeah, I hope so. And just, I mean, the main point of this was obviously just to try and answer some of my questions. Hopefully, answer some of my friends and colleagues' questions who maybe don't see what you see. Um, and I think you really have helped with that. So, um, and yeah, I, I for one understand a lot more. And I think it's making sure that people don't take the opportunity, which I think is what I said to you in a previous conversation, that actually they, they're more frustrated and they become, there's a chance for them to become, to become racist by looking or start having those thoughts, mm. by looking at the uh, looking at the process and thinking, look at these people, you know, they're risking, you know, the pandemic getting worse. Um, and I think that's what I'm concerned about. And that's what I want to try and get across that mm. these, that, that they're, the feelings are so raw that that is why they do. That is why the Black Lives Matter protests are going on. Um, and yeah, ideally for everybody, we wouldn't want it now because nobody wants it now during the middle of a pandemic. But sometimes these things happen, don't they? At yeah. times where um, it's got to happen. So yeah, thanks a lot, Wayne. Really appreciate it. Very. Um, 
very sensitive subject. Um, I feel like you've really helped me and yeah, we'll, um, may do another podcast on this, uh, another point and may get you on. This, okay. <laughs> oh, love to support, but, uh, as always, and, yeah. uh, just, just wish your, 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 your guys and your colleagues. And then again, I've, I've, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, people want to reach out, you know, and I appreciate, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, to discuss, but I'm happy to have that conversation. Super duper. Thanks, Wayne. All the best. Cheers. Bye. Bye. For more help and advice from Life on Time, please visit our website www.lifeontime.co.uk. There's lots of helpful hints and tips on how to nurture your students' well-being, so please take a look. Thank you.